0: I go to click record, and then we're going to record on our All right, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to In the Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week. I am very lucky to be joined by my returning guest friend, full-time session bass player, its co-host, Chris Harks. Chris, how was your um, Chris-muss?
1: Oh, very nice. I see what you did there. Mm. Um, my mm. quiz-mice was uh, very good, thank nice. you. Uh, I was ill, though. I was, um, mm. yeah, I've been full of a cold, unfortunately, this week, which is a bit of a shame, but it's not the end of the world. You know, we
0: move forward and all that, but yeah, it was
1: good. How about you?
0: Excellent. Yeah. Um. E- I have also been like the rest of the country un- unwell. Um. I was kind of. I've had a cough for like a week, and last week I was bedridden for like a day. But Christmas was fine. You know, that was good. We kind of had it split across a couple of days with different members of family and things and friends and things like that. So very busy and lots of stuff going on. But had did have like the odd day of like right today is my nothing day. I am doing nothing and that's going to be excellent. Um, So definitely have been playing less bass than I would have liked <laughs> I think. Oh my um, God. I know. What? It's, it's I know. Although I, I am starting on my Epiphone Explorer demo now. So I've restrung that which I hadn't done before. I just had the old strings on it. And that base is an interesting one. Um, I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun, but also very dumb. <laughs> because it's just so... It just works against you in every way. <laughs> this is, like, this I was is literally ju- how I, was... I would describe myself to anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: works it's, against you.
0: A, <laughs> love-hate relationship. <Yeah. laughs> this goes wrong. Good intentions, but again pretty accurate (laughs) (laughs) excellent well um yeah it's we're in that weird part of the year now where we're in between christmas and new year well we're we're nearly at new year when we're recording this but if you're listening to this you'll be listening to this in the new year so happy new year every (laughs) happy new year everybody
1: happy new year everyone um How worse can it get? Let's find out.
0: Oh, I sound croaky. Then I sounded croaky. Ooh. well, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. So, with with our illnesses, apologies if we sound a bit nasally or um we're. Coughing I'm going to try and mute my mic <laughs> as I feel a cough coming or something or, or just move away um, So apologies if anything like that is rubbish. Um, let's let's get into some questions um, it, We've got quite a, a news light period at the moment um, Most people will be waiting to announce stuff in the new year. I would have thought um, so um we're going to do one more question this week you lucky folk, uh so we've managed to squeeze another one in there um If you want to ask your questions, make sure you head over to um our instagram pages that is that guy on base for chris and at at johnny dibble for 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 me Johnny Dibble um on instagram you'll see on our stories we put up polls where you can submit your questions so like these lovely people have done. So make sure you go over there, follow us, and, uh, yeah, to keep up to date and to get in touch and get involved with the podcast. Um, Let's move on to our first question. Uh, Question
1: one. Do you think it's worth it to buy a used Ernie Ball Music Man Stingray or just go with a new sterling by Music Man Ray. Ooh,
0: this interesting. Uh, you know, now for context, if we're looking at the upper end of sterling by Music Man uh, Ray, like a Ray thirty four, Ray thirty five, yeah, 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 they're they're about what twelve hundred ish new.
1: I think I think so. I I thought they were cheaper than that, but I um, probably just haven't
0: looked, and the prices have gone up. <laughs> I mean, that's inevitable with everything, isn't it? Um, a used Ernie Ball music man. I mean, they range. They're rarely under a thousand. Um, it's normally like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred on average, and then outputs of that. You know, some come up for sale. though, are ridiculous ones, and they're like two grand. You know, um, used so if we're kind of looking at like those, if they're saying they're exactly the same price, what do you do? You know, is it worth holding out for one or, or do you just buy a new mm-hmm. one? Are they better? I guess that's the question really, isn't it? Um, for me, I kind of feel like if, I mean, if they have the same exact same price, why, why wouldn't you get the Ernie ball? I guess you have the faff of getting it used, but it's going to hold its value a bit better. Yes. Whereas if you've, If it's like driving a a car off the forecourt, you know, it's lost half its value then as soon as you've bought it. Um, so why, you know, it's it's a wiser investment to buy the American one because it will hold its value because you could then sell it on for what you paid for it if it's still worth that, you know, moving forward. Whereas the new (laughs) sterling will lose its value and, and it's not quite as a sound investment. Um, that being said, that's the way that my mind works because I buy and sell all the time. Um, so from if you look at it from that perspective, I would go from the early ball. Um, but, uh, you know, you, I mean, you've got a Sterling Music Man, Ray.
1: I do. 34? Uh, it? Yeah, it's a Ray 34. Um, I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, it's probably worth noting as well that I've never... Um, i've never played a you know like a full fat american um music man so at the moment i look at this question and go nah just get the sterling just get the sterling it'll be fine i've got sterling love mine that'll be more than fine um but again that's because i've never played the you know the the full fat version i could play the full fat version and go wow mine's crap but um, <laughs> again, I, I haven't there. So I don't know. And also it all depends if you're, you know, I am starting to enjoy gigging with cheaper things because, mm. well, when you gig as much as I do, and that's not a flex of, so oh, look at all the gigs I do, um, the, the, the more it, you know, the, the longer your things are at the house, the more chance things are of getting dented, lost, stolen, um, just general whir and tear, stuff like that, you know. Um, So I'm kind of enjoying the slight peace of mind of sometimes just taking a Squire jazz bass to a gig and going, yeah. you know, if I turn around and accidentally smack this on the PA or accidentally hit this into the drum kit while we're playing, I'm not bothered, it's fine. Whereas something like my Go down, which is quite expensive, or, I mean, the Music Man was £1,000 still, um, no, I think I paid 800, but still, you know, that's not cheap. Um, there's a bit of a, ooh, ah, ooh, kind of feeling, but if you're not one of those people, just, I mean, ultimately get the one that makes you happiest. <laughs> that's how I would describe yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very true. And whatever suits your situation, there's no right or wrong <laughs> answer here. I totally agree with that sentiment though, because like, I really like one of my dream bases is a, um, G3, with grabber. Um, with Gibson, and I, you know, I really want one, but if if I'm going to eventually buy one, it's going to be over two grand. And I'm not taking that down my local pub <laughs> to do a gig, you know? Yeah, Like, it's... It, it, so, it depends what you want to get out of it, or how disposable your income is. Um, because that is not disposable to me. I know some people that be like, yeah, yeah, I got that, then I went and bought a Stingray, Full Fight Music Man, you know, the week after. And, you know, they just take them out and that's fine. You just hate those no people. Way. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. You're a good one.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I've um, just got my, I've got my Sire P4 and um, and my classic <laughs> vibe
0: jazz bass. <laughs> I actually, don't have a Sire anymore. we would be sold there. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Both gone. Uh, because I don't like having basses sat around that aren't getting played oh, and that not don't have a yeah. use. Like, I've i prefer preferred the um the squire oh the anniversary anniversary one yeah yeah yeah. so that's that's my p base you know and at the minute i've got two pj bases don't need two pj bases um one of them will be going um i've got the schecter model t that's behind me and then the classic uh vintage modified jaguar that's in the back and yeah that's a tough decision that i'm they're choosing to ignore at the minute. <laughs> um, anyway, I hope that kind of answered that question. Let's move on to the news. It's time for the news. Um, we kind of alluded to earlier that it's a, a, loo- a, oh, flipping heck, a news light week. Um, because there's not really that much going on. The world's kind of shut down <laughs> at the moment. Um, apart from over in Japan. Uh, because Fender uh, has released a new made in Japan elemental jazz bass. Love the name of that. Um, You need to pause this and go and Google it right now. Because this is going to be some people's like dream looking jazz basses. Because... And I had loads of messages about these when I shared it on Instagram. People were like, oh damn, that is that is cool. Um, so I will d- audio describe them to you. These are, imagine an all black and an all white jazz bass. There's kind of like a mash between a jazz bass, a jazz bass body, but with a Thunderbird. <laughs> so it's got like two kind of slim humbuckers a thunderbird style pit guard on the lower horn and then um an active preamp in there which isn't like a thunderbird but it's just a total mismatch of these two iconic bases and i think these will really sell i don't think they're like massively commercially available um i think that they are going to be very limited and of course they're only in japan um but Holy moly, these look really cool, especially, I really like the black one. Um, the white one looks cool as well, though. I've, I kind of wish that they did a Sunburst one as well, just to go with that Thunderbird vibe. I think that would have been, been really cool. Um, I've got an interesting article here, though, from from Bass Magazine, because um, I wanted to know like what the preamp was, etc. Um, and it's just a bass and treble uh, preamp in there. But there are some really weird bits in here that make it sound like it's been translated from japanese some very strange sentences so it's here we go it is equipped with an active circuit with functions okay yeah what go on functions <laughs> that's no that's the sentence okay great I mean, it's not incorrect and then, next, yeah no they're not wrong next sentence it goes well with amplifiers and pedals Making it would easy so. to to create the player's intended sound. I mean, again, wow. correct <laughs> every instrument ever. Um, uh, so there's something else that was a very very strange sentence. Limited quantity model. Oh yeah, so it's got a it's got a compound radius neck, so it goes from a C to a D shape, but. In the features list, it's it's described like this: <clears throat> the neck of the compound bag changes from C shape to D shape shape according to going to high fret. So, Bass Magazine, you 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 could have rewritten this. <laughs> this has clearly been translated because it is nonsense. Um, very funny, um, but anyway. You've seen these, Chris. What do you think? Uh, yeah,
1: love it. Actually, despite the fact that I seem to accidentally just slag off Fender all the time while we record these things. And I don't mean to. Um,
0: <laughs> slag it off every
1: company. Literally everything. It's on the back. And um, I love this. I love the black one. I think the white one's great too. Um, I really like the sort of Thunderbird-esque pit guard as well. Humbuckers are cool. Active. That's nice too. Yeah. Um, the black one looks like it's got, it looks kind of matte finish as well.
0: Yes, they're both, yeah, they're yeah. both satin finishes. Um, I'd be interested, see, I assume the back of the neck is <coughs> satin as well. Um, really, really cool. Yeah, matching headstock, forgot to say that. Um, what do you think's a better name, a jazz bird or a thunder jazz? Thunder jazz. Thunder jazz. Yeah, it's definitely thunder, thunder, thunder jazz. jazz Give me that thunder, thunder jazz. Sounds Brilliant. like a, like seventies cartoon or something. Like, well, yeah, it's like Thundercat. Literally. I feel like it should be.
1: <laughs> I feel like the Thunder Jazz is a um a one no three episode arc villain on uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The Thunder Jazz.
0: Do you think that it's like a co- oh yeah because it's like the the Thunderbird and the Jazz bass come together and like and create one
1: like a Megazord.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mega base, exactly. and then they all come together, and it's, it just dominates everything. Precisely. Um, th- this is one of those bases where I think Fender have really got it right. Like they're they're always in this damned if they do, damned if they don't situation where they do something that people really don't like. I mean, sorry, they do something really different, and people, people hate ah! it. Yeah, <laughs> or they'll just do the same reissue classic. Oh, it's just here's another vintage jazz <laughs> bass people are like oh boring you know um, people will always be on one side of that fence um, so this is a really nice in the middle I think um, of giving us a slight twist on a classic that isn't too wild and out there so I think great job um, there's no indication about price or anything on there oh I just saw like something on the... I, saw, I saw like oh, did you? I, saw, I
1: swear I saw something like $1200 or something like that Wow. Um, but I'm not buying that for one second
0: Oh, absolutely not. But uh, that isn't that bad of a price, I don't think.
1: No, that's great. I mean, that doesn't seem too run. bad.
0: Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, I just went on a different website. Uh, $1,244. Um, but, yeah, it's exclusive to the Japanese market. So you'll probably see these in, like, five years down the line being sold <laughs> in America or the UK for, like, two grand. Yeah. So. Uh, we, we we won't see them for this price. I was
1: just thinking, actually, I would like to see this in the candy apple red that my
0: Aerodyne is in. Ah, nice. What Would you do like a white pit guard with it or a black mm.
1: one? Um, I'm going to go white because mine comes with a black and I do like it, but I'd rather it be white. Ah, nice.
0: Well, there is a new... They did say that there's going to be another colour coming out. Oh. So... So, again, this is a really weird sentence. It says, as a first step, step, I don't know what that means, uh, stone black with an ore motif from ground and nimbus white with a a snow clouds motif from water are available in a satin finish. What is that sentence? We are planning to release a limited edition color suitable for element in the future so they've they've basically the idea of these they've tried to like represent all the elements that's why it's called the elemental series i, th- I think they've totally missed that or, or i'm not understanding that because it doesn't give that vibe in the slightest what i could- um, but apparently there's more colors coming out
1: what i particularly enjoy is clearly uh some sort of um some sort of um journalist has just found the press release in Japanese and gone,
0: Yeah, that'll do. And just yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly yeah. well because it says like we will be doing this. Oh what what? Base basemagazine.com. Is that you're doing that, are you? Exactly. Uh, they yeah, they just gone Google Translate, done. Read it. No, we need to break the news. Exactly. So just post it. Silly. How funny. How funny. But hey, it made for a fun read. Mm. So that's cool. Um that is our one bit of news for this week. So uh, let's move on to our second question.
1: God, I'm dying. <laughs> question two. Uh, this is interesting, interesting one because, um, well, I'll I'll read the question. Which valve amp would you buy if money was no object? It's an Ampeg SVT. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, oh, um, also, how dare how dare you presume that I want a valve amp?
0: Yeah, what the flip? How, whoa! How um, dare you? I, I have fl- lower
1: back pain. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> I've got two answers for this. Um, I'm going to buy two um, because there's been two valve amps that I've I've not actually played that many valve amps, <laughs> um, but I know I've played two and gone. hmm yes okay and i've played ampeg svts before as well and they're good i like them if money was no option i i don't think i'd buy one though Ooh. i think i'd rather buy one of these that i'm about to say um i think i know so from yeah is it, yeah is it a what, what do you
1: think is it a basement
0: yes it is Yay. <laughs> one of them is absolutely uh fender Bassman. um i just think they are super super obviously warm sounding that's kind of quality of valve amp has um but they just give this it's this perfect like low mid and um bass response that they give um and they're just lovely i think they're they're so nice and they the drive the natural like tubey drive is really nice on a on a classic fender valve amp i think um so that's my kind of like vintage option um or the, the kind of like vintage more vintage sound I'd like I um, will I'll let I let you go now. Well, what what would <coughs> like?
1: Sorry, I'm just spluttering and dying. Excuse so, me. Um, just do it quietly. Yeah, sorry about that. Um I don't know because I haven't played a lot of valve amps. Well, I get base base valve amps. I did play an SVT that got rented for a festival once and I really enjoyed that like a lot. Um <laughs> I don't know is the honest answer because there's so many. I I'd like to play. Like I'd like to I'd like to mess around with an SVT more. I'd like to try a Meza Boogie 400 plus because I mm-hmm. use the amp emulation of that a lot in the Quad Cortex. Um, so maybe I would like the real thing. Um, that big Meza high watt, such such good amps, man. Yeah, they do. Big. They do. Um, that big high watt valve amp, the base one, that I can't remember the name of. Um, this is going really well. What else? Maybe get someone to mod like a dark glass A or nine hundred, but put a load of tubes in it. I reckon that'd be good.
0: I reckon that <laughs> just be like good. Frankenstein, like sticking out of the side and in the back. Yeah, you know, just and sticking the back. in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's the one thing that can go in the back. We don't want that on the outside. <laughs> no, the valves will be on.
1: It's dark glass. The valves will be on the front. <laughs> the, 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 the input the getting, controls. Input gain, mate. No, you don't want that. It'll be silly.
0: <laughs> that's on the inside. The tubes are sticking out the front. Yeah, the tubes for yeah. maximum warmth.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like a really minimalist because all the product videos are so well put together. You know, really cool music, and mm. all it is is just a, a box with a lot of valves on it, and then you've got to like unscrew six things to get to like each individual component or something. like that. I think
0: that. they've just been they've just been building us up to to drop a really good April Fool's Day like yeah. joke
1: you're all Um, idiots
0: just taking the piss out of themselves yeah can't believe you bought these products suckers um anyway um we love you dark glass it's fine um uh, to answer my
1: to answer the question um i am not sure because i have Mm. extremely limited experience with base valve amps specifically but there are a lot i would like to try
0: my first ever amp was a valve amp or like big Rig amp, not like practice amp. Well, know. me too.
1: Um, what was it? Ashdown EBM. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're good those. Oh, um, good. I mean, my first proper amp was a valve amp, but you know, I come from guitar land first, where you just, I don't, where you just, you just buy a valve amp. You know, that's just. Um, I had one, the Blackstar HT twenties. They're really good. All of our all of our podcast listeners are literally like uh, uh, get it away. S- like Rick stop. Nail. <laughs> yeah. Boring. The, um, How are valve amps Boring.
0: For me, um, I think the other one that I would like is an orange A D two hundred.
1: We've been spending too much time with Matt, haven't we?
0: Yes. <laughs> and I, and I was reminded that's why I was like this is a good time in question because yeah Matt that was on the podcast last week has just bought this or is picking it up I think he's picking it up year's today. Day. Yeah. Oh he said he said new year's day to me. Oh okay. Um cuz I was like oh <laughs> sent him a message after he posted it on his story like yes. <laughs> Such a good
1: amp it's funny though um, it's that's so funny because he was talking to us about you know oh, I've just got this You know bad water di pedal it's dead simple it does everything i need Then now he's like massive orange valve amp
0: (laughs) uh, i think he's getting it with a four uh, looks like a 410 the cab that's on there but they're like two grand those heads um new anyway now and they didn't used to be like i've been a fan of those amps for like 10 years now um and i've played one like i think i've played them twice (laughs) that's it um and they're they're just so good they're such good heads but um but they are huge and they're heavy um so the fender is not as huge and not as heavy um so maybe i'd lean more towards the fender Mm, probably but yeah those, those are the two that popped into my head first of all pretty cool um have you ever played an orange any orange amps before?
1: Uh, lots of guitar amps by them. Mm. Um, nothing in the bass department. Oh wait, no. Um I played something by them a long time ago. Um it's like a rack mounted bass amp.
0: Mm. Like a one
1: like a 2U rack, quite narrow. Mm. Um very limited controls. <laughs> I Might it, be the Obi- One. maybe i think it didn't i think it had like a bass and a treble again maybe a, maybe a master volume as in like maybe probably not and it was like dead simple uh i remember thinking yeah it's fine but I, I like having lots of eq options because depending on what i'm doing i want to be able to change the set. like for example you know the blues night I do the mid range on the amp is on full, and it's it's it sounds honestly it sounds quite terrible when you play it soloed because it's just got this nas- super nasally honky thing with not a lot of low end, but <laughs> yeah, but it works for that. Whereas then when I do rock stuff, it's like you know, Scoopy McDubert, and there's no mid range yeah. and stuff. So
0: big old smiley yeah. face EQ
1: exactly, but then having a Having an like an orange amp that's a bit more simple in those controls might annoy me, but if you're going mm. for one, if you're going for, I want an orange bass amp sound, then I bet it's well good.
0: Yeah, <coughs> I, I've I've played a few before, and I've some of them sound quite sterile. I've thought like very flat sound. Oh, really? Like not much character. But did not expect that. The no, um, but. Uh, I was gonna say, but the eighty two hundred sounds in- insane, and I've, I've also played the four stroke, which for like ten minutes, which sounded pretty good. Um, and then I had the bass terror, the yes box, yeah amp, and that was great. sounded good. I did have the tubes die though on me mid or like j- just before the gig oh, was no. about to start. Yeah, I know, and then but it was the best thing that could have happened because it died. And so it meant that I had to borrow the supporting band's head. And it was the best live tone I've ever had. What was, the, <laughs> what was the, um, support band's amp? Uh, it was a Galleon Kruger RB 800. Ooh. And that is one of my favorite amps now. Mm. Um, after that gig, I was like, holy crap, this thing sounds awesome. Um, and I still want one now. Um, so I'm always on the lookout if one pops up. I'm like, Oh, I might just get it. Might just get it just to, just to have some fun. It was that it was like a, my check model T through a sans amp through that head, through my ampeg SVT 610. Bloody hell. I had some fun that day. That does sound, that, that sounds
1: very Justin Chancellor. Very tool. <laughs> very tool.
0: Yeah. It was very good. It sounds pretty good. Um, um but good fun good fun time um let's uh let's move on to our i guess another question we'll do now bonus question that that audio peaked
1: then 100% and we're going to leave it in here is the question most expensive set of strings you've purchased and was
0: it worth it ooh um now we all know bass strings are insanely expensive. Um, you know, we see guitar players complaining and they're like, oh, oh my, £10? And we're like, shut up. You stop that now. Um,
1: you know, you, you wh- have no idea. Oh, I've got to buy these Deodario NYXL dipped in gold strings and oh no, they cost £9. And then you, end- <laughs> and then, and then you make the mistake of being a jazz guy with a five string. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh it's a thousand pounds for a set of flat wounds.
0: Yeah. Uh oh. Um, well oh that's yeah, that's the thing I didn't think about flat wounds. Um, although my expensive strings are more expensive than the flat I've bought. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well you go first.
1: Because yeah. I can okay. answer mine
0: um, in one sentence. So I went for for a short period of time I was playing Elixirs. Um and they were the just the forty-five to one hundred um, fives, nickel-plated steel nano web strings, um, and they're they're like between fifty and sixty quid. They move between yeah for like a standard set of rounds is crazy. Wow, um, they're they're so expensive. Um, but were they worth it? Um, no. <laughs> uh, don't get wrong; they are excellent. They are excellent strings um and they do last they're the longest lasting rounds ever played um but they're not worth that money like uh, if you were to be like right i'm gonna for the amount of time in a month you know say if i was buying several sets of string in a month um how long how much am i gonna spend on the cheaper ones that yes. die more it needs or... to beat that doesn't it yeah yes and it didn't. Uh, no i don't think so um but they they are very good they're very good but if they were like like 40 quid maybe because i on average i'm spending 20 to 25 pounds on strings at a time normally And that's normally hang on got them right here that's normally these at the minute.
1: Yeah, pretty standard. For the viewers at home, Jonathan is uh Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, You believe it or not, you are talking to more than just me. Uh, your good old standard Deodario XL nickel 45 to 105.
0: Yep. Those are the ones. That's what you want. Um And, yeah, big fan. Um, I've come all the way back around. Mm. From, I've gone on an Ernie Ball journey back again. And I've come landed back to Deodario <laughs> right where I started. Um, so, <coughs> uh, what about you?
1: God, I'm dying. I'm slowly oh, dying. It sounded gosh. God, My goodness. Uh, yeah, pretty easy. The uh, most expensive set of strings I've ever bought was a set of uh, Deodario chrome flat wounds. Uh, I bought them about three weeks ago. I think they cost nearly £50. And so far, yes, I'm enjoying them a lot. Um, I'm enjoying flats considerably more than I thought I was going to. That's
0: Um, excellent.
1: They are relatively new sounding still. So I've not quite lost all the top end yet, and they've gone all super vintage. So I'm I'm looking forward to that journey. Um,
0: I wonder with those, because they're the because they're the yeah. and, um that they do have that brighter element to them. They've got a nice
1: zing to them at the moment. It is going away, though. I can feel it going away. But, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying them, actually. And I'm awesome. not just, you know, like, I used them last night in my gig, and I played everything from, uh, like, Jimi Hendrix through to, like, Walking Bass Lines, Zombie by the Cranberries, uh, Valerie, Living on a Prayer. Um, what else did they do? We were about to do Enter Sandman with flats. Um we did the intro what
0: bass was this on?
1: This was on my go Oh yes. Yeah. So we were doing uh we did the drum the drum intro for a laugh. And I did the chuggy bit on my bass So the dun 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 and I was like, this sounds massive. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying them so far. Oh, and I did all my pop. I did all my corporate pop gigs this month with them, and I was doing everything from I was doing like fuzzy synth sounds. I was doing like like muted stuff with my thumb, um, really distorted, like you know, putting loads of gain on for like Mister Brightside at the end and stuff like that. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: pleasantly surprised so far. Nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Flats is a journey I'm continuing to go on. Um, and I, my short scale Mustang is going to be my flat space. Yeah. Um, and yeah, chromes is up there with the ones I want to try to put on there. Cause I hear nothing but good things. They are amongst the top recommended ones. It's, it's normally, well, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a whole host of ones that get recommended, but Chrome's the ones that I've noticed that yeah. popping up. That I haven't tried yet, um, as well as LaBella's. Um, and I've heard some people I know and trust say, eh, didn't really rate them. And then some people I I know and trust say, yeah, they're the, they are the best. So it's I'm always like, the way, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I might have to watch a couple of comparison videos, but watching a comparison videos of Flats...
1: Oh yeah, because all you'll be able to hear is just
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now we're moving on to the D'Addario
1: Chromes
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I don't understand when some people demo a guitar and they Like a bass (laughs) and they go And let's hear how it sounds We'll start with the tone off (laughs) I don't know, I guess guess that's a different audience Some people obviously play with the tone
1: off I will argue this to the day I die Um when I watch a review of anything, a bit ba- well, no, a review of a bass guitar, if it starts with them doing either slapping or tapping, <laughs> I'm like, I immediately don't care, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like, I'm out. Why are you demonstrating the thing that? Well, oh, actually, no, I understand why they're doing it because it's the coolest looking thing. Like, whenever mm. someone says to me, "Aren't oh, you play bass?" I do some sort of generic slap pentatonic thing. Because everyone goes, oh, that's cool, and I'm like, thanks. I've never had to do this ever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I like your reviews because, like, here's like actual stuff that you would actually you want it to sound like. Not. Oh, I wonder how this chorus pedal sounds. Seinfeld.
0: Well, especially when it's affordable gear as well. Like, <laughs> oh, here's this. £100 pounds Harley Benton <laughs> you know it yeah. sounds incredible when I do this tapping solo on it and you're like well yeah that's because you're playing it not because that's what it's
1: exactly like. and that person who can do that slapping can probably make um, a spade sound good exactly. then Again, that's probably they, why you, they're getting you know, big bucks
0: uh, yeah <laughs> and that's what actually one of the things of why I started the channel and like the ethos I had because I saw a demo it was like this is not how it should be done. I'm going to do it how it should be done. Um, exactly. And then, yeah. And it was born. Um, yeah. Strings. I feel like I could talk about strings until the, the sun goes down, um, but we'll stop ourselves. Because, <laughs> but we'll leave it there. Uh, although it's like the most boring element of playing guitar, I weirdly have a lot to say. <laughs> so let's stop it there and move on to the next segment. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment. It's called That Tone You Own. It's one of my favorite segments because we get to listen to some tones. Um, so in this one, each week we bring along a sound, one of us will. Um, and it's normally like our signature sound or, or one that we describe as our own. Um, this week, because it's because just us, us two cool guys, um, I've decided to just bring along a sound from a pedal that I've not yet reviewed, um, which is the uh, Aguilar agro uh distortion pedal distortion overdrive hang on i can't actually remember which they describe it as give me two moments (laughs) um and and i'll uh, look up some other bits about it to remind myself as well because i've had this pedal for it's, it's been like a month or so i think now um and my relationship with it has gone up and down um because i really liked the way that it sounded online i thought it you know it's Aguilar. it's gonna be good surely. Like the the quality is high. Um, it oh it's no it's an overdrive. They describe it as okay. Um, and I thought yeah this this looks like the one because I like to have one maybe two overdrive options or distortion options on my board for like different gain sets. Um, so I thought oh let's maybe this could be one of them. Uh, and yeah let's let's take a listen to it now we'll we'll talk about uh, how we feel So, um, so, so there it was. Um, now I sent this to you this morning, Chris, and I recorded it this morning when I woke up, um, because I I hadn't plugged it in for a while because I kind of gone off, gone off it a little bit, and my fears were kind of realised because I did not enjoy putting this sound clip together. Um, I, I was just like, I don't think this sounds very good. You know, I I played around in some of the settings in there. Uh, For for context, it's got a level knob, saturation knob, um, presence, and then a contour as well. So, presence being how much treble and high end is affected in there. And then uh, contour being like a mid-range scoop. And, uh, yeah, I i when i first got this pedal i loved it i was like this is really good sounding i like i like this and then i plugged it back in today and was like i did i didn't enjoy these sounds maybe it was an off day um i don't know uh i might try it again with some different bases and different strings and things like that to see if it kind of rejuvenates it a little bit but today was not its day for me um and but then listening back i i didn't think it was too bad um but just a bit less definition um i mean what what were your thoughts i thought it sounded good to be honest
1: i i I know you're you you might just not really be feeling it at the moment because i listened to it and i thought you you know you told me before we played it like oh i don't really like this but here you go um you know like have it (laughs) um but no i mean i don't think there's any problem with it i mean it's quite a it's oh how do I describe this? Um what did you use to record it? What
0: what bass? Oh yeah, I should should have probably said that. Yeah, because um, what it what it, is it? it? It's the um it's the Jaguar, it's the vintage modified squire jag. Yeah. From about like two thousand ten. Um going into Uh That's going straight well that signal chain wise, that's going into oh uh the pedal and then into the line six hx stomp which is just loaded with just just the amp that's it on that patch so nothing in between i think it sounded pretty good
1: and i don't think it sounded bad at all it's you know it's a very specific sound like it's quite gnarly um you know clues in the name um but i mean yeah there was no no complaints on my end i mean maybe just uh Put it to one side, play it with a different bass. I mean, that kind of sound I reckon would. Like, if you've still got a Stingray based instrument, haven't you? Have got like a. a ne- no, you don't. No, well, send it to me and I'll do something with my Stingray and that will probably sound quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything to complain about at all. I've thought
0: it sound pretty good. Oh, fair enough. I feel a bit better now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, it's quite a fuzzy sound, weirdly. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It's quite like, uh, I think you described it as like a rat, which is like that blend between distortion and... um... (coughs) Sorry, distortion and fuzz. Um, And I think that perfectly describes it, which is weird because they've brought out the Storm King, which is essentially... The same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, for for an overdrive to sound like that is it's quite good, I think. I like that sound, but you're right it's very aggressive and it's called the aggro but some I guess right now I just wasn't really wanting that Um, so yeah let let let's know what what you think about this pedal I'm hoping to review it and maybe my opinion will will completely change but it definitely has had ups and downs with me with this Um, one other thing I will say that is a bit of a disappointment is that I have used this pedal live and it sucks out the low end oh
1: no right in the bed yeah. in the bed unforgivable yeah
0: yeah no good then um <coughs> so, which is a sh- real shame because that's one thing i was like i mean that's the defining quality of a bass overdrive or distortion isn't it like does it that's the number one question everyone's asking does it suck out the low end though and i thought this being a high-end brand yeah this pedals like 200 pounds that it wouldn't do that mm. but that just makes it useless to me i don't i don't want that so if you're having it as an always on and you're compensating elsewhere great but that's not how how i would want yeah. to use this and because it is so aggressive i don't feel like that's how you would use this so you wouldn't have it as an always on because you could use it like the saturation kind of down level up and have it as like a just a bit more sa- you know just to have that little bit of saturation um do have well, I use the Alpha Omega for that? It's not on like full drive. It's kind of giving a yeah. nice warmth. Yeah, but that um, pedal is so good for that though.
1: The yeah, amp is really the amp is so good for that. I've only ever used the amp on the um, distorted channel on with the blend on full, the gain all the way off, the grunt and the bite switch on, and then the mm-hmm. level quite high, and it's like clean but just with a bit more. Mm a bit more yeah
0: yeah and it helps with the mix as well i totally
1: yeah Uh, it's a good recording tone
0: yeah because it helps you blend in with the guitars and then you've got that high end if you want to dial it in and and poke out over the top a little bit um so yeah i'm always just tweaking with the with the treble and the 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 high mids on there yeah and and exact pretty much exactly the same settings um so I, i love using it for that but yeah this one I don't see it as being as being that kind of tool, um, so the fact that it sucks out the low end is a shame. I think if it had like another knob, you could not never have too many. Um, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> Disagree. If, yeah, if if it had like a bass control on there as well, I think that would be great. Yeah, we That'd maybe you could, yeah, you could you bring a, a bit band. of that
1: and back out, and bring a bit of that back up.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe even if maybe. it was flat at noon, you know, you yeah. just boost it a little bit. Mm. That would be great for me. True. But, yeah there we go um hopefully i'll be reviewing it in the new year but uh we'll see that is the grow. let's move on to our final segment welcome to the big bass debate um I should, I should change the name of that, really, because there's never a debate. <laughs> it's never that big, <laughs> but I just like the the alliteration. I know because we're always end up having the exact same point. Maybe that's maybe maybe we need a new co Welcome, Chris, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. need someone. <laughs> people are <laughs> someone getting, else. That's people are getting bored of
1: you. You're right.
0: <laughs> yeah true let's people people often comment like "Oh, I think these guys have got great chemistry it's amazing it's like yeah well, but but then the same opinion <laughs> oh need i know
1: somebody, i know with this rubbish rubbish we need overpriced. a jazz player
0: who's just a prick
1: yeah i mean i can be that guy for you if you want like i
0: can play that part
1: <laughs> i can wear many hats
0: <laughs> um the big race debates um this week is obviously it's the new year Happy new year, we've said it before, but again, hopefully it's gonna be a very happy new year um, with lots of new gear. Um, What gear do we want to buy in 2023? Um, Now this might be something that we're hoping will come out and we'd like to buy, um, or something that we need, that we think, okay, yeah, this year is gonna be the year that I'm gonna buy one of these. or, or whatever falls into that category thought i'd keep it quite open because you and i live quite different lives in the world of base or like how we use gear and get gear so what do we think we'll buy this year and what do we want to buy um i've got a, a couple of things products that don't exist products that do exist um i'm going to start off with something that i have actually already bought <laughs> because it's, it's, it's behind me Spotlight. and it is a double base case um, oh nice not not a case for a double base a double case for two. a jewel ju- a jewel you know, you know I mean? base case that is the one that's the word you're welcome for may um, i may yeah. i ask who it is by um it is by it's a cheap one <laughs> so it's by the uh, brand ritter which i have owned cases by before um it was about 100 pounds <laughs> i think mm. um there were similarly priced ones on i was basically like comparing them all on toman um and i nearly i nearly just went for a really nice single padded one that was by toman which has got really good reviews mm. but more times now with with the um nirvana and foo fighters band i'm taking multiple bases to oh i see every okay. single time yeah um well If we're doing like two different, if we're doing both sets, because sometimes we'll be booked to do Nirvana and then Foo Fighters on one gig, yeah. Um, I take I've used different bases for those two sets, so Mm. perfect. Put them in Mm. in one case, Um, and then the other time, I'll take a backup. If we're just doing like a festival, I'll take a backup with me. Um, So, which I've only, you know, ever had to use a backup once i think but it's nice to have and it makes a good
1: picture i'm gonna say um, something absolutely outrageous here which means I'm, I'm clutching a wooden table as we say it um very rarely bring a backup base to a gig
0: mm. and i don't
1: fun. and i don't think that's a good idea and i should probably do something about that but um yeah
0: i i I don't think you need a backup (coughs) you don't need to take a backup base
1: um oh you never know
0: well yeah you never know and it depends on what kind of base it is because the only time i've needed a backup base is when i had this crazy active sire and the batteries died and i didn't have any batteries and at the time could not work out what it was was like oh need a different base okay um and i've uh managed to break a string once. I broke an E string once. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh I hit super hard. <laughs> and I think it was it was a very cheap bass and a very cheap string, I think, at the time. Uh but yeah, there we go. So uh that's that's been my first I'm gonna count it as this year. Um the first purchase which has been quite exciting. Um uh the, the next thing I want to buy is actually one of those like fretboard rests so you can do like setups and you'd like lean it on it. oh
1: that's not a bad idea you know yeah i
0: want one of those just because i i, I restring my guitars sat on the floor mm. because i've got no space to do it yeah and they're just like you know the neck's flapping and hitting the floor and i, I just want to get something to prop underneath it um and that's a very boring yeah. <laughs> that's a very boring answer to this question um but i want to get one of those um onto the gear the real gear Um, I would also, and this links back to a question earlier in the uh, podcast. I would quite like to buy a USA Music Man this year. Mm. I do have a Music Man hole in my arsenal at the moment, um, so I I do feel like that needs filling uh, with a certain Stingray. God's Um, sake! I know, (laughs) Um, and so. I, I know what I want. I want something quite specific, um, but it's just waiting for that to pop up, really, and, then, mm. and for a good price, and then I'll get it. Yeah. But um, but that's that's like yes, I want one of those. I also I want a Gibson G three or, or an iteration of a grabber. Um, but I can't see myself getting that this year.
1: Uh, all I need, I just need someone like Sire or even Harley Benton to go. Will we be sued? Yes. Are we going to do it anyway? Yes. And then just make a grabber.
0: Exactly. And we said it time and time again. And every single... I emailed Harley Benton telling them this the other day. Of course.
1: You <laughs> absolute Karen. Of course you did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I was... I was, you know... I I worked with them a couple of times. I was being like, Oh, look, like here's the video. Um... It's doing well. Uh, by the way, not sure if you're aware <laughs> Um not your thousands of pounds of market research is done, um, but everyone's asking for this. And Maybe by everyone, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they want to, if they, I know that they've worked with people before to like get recommendations for products. So I was like, yeah. I, I'll do that. That's fine. Um, but they listen, you know, they listen to the people one time because the other base that they were like yes this is what we want was the short scale mustang which they have now done mm. without a pickup selector but yeah yeah than. okay yeah no it's on the back <laughs> um <they're, laughs> yeah they, they need to do a grabber and and i could i could see them doing that this year and i would love for them to do that yeah. and i would absolutely get one um, <coughs> because i i Love that base, and I, but the, you know, they're expensive, and nowhere else can you get one, so that would be fantastic. Um, so that is one the, the thing I want to buy in 2023. Um, the other one is I kind of want to buy, um, I want a Thunderbird, want to buy a Thunderbird mm. this year. Um, I, yeah, you know, I've got the Explorer at the minute, but obviously, that thing is even more of an ergonomic nightmare than. Uh, a Thunderbird and a Thunderbird is because the, the band that I play it is more associated with that. Um so it's it's just perfect for it. So I just want to get one and I think they're they're bloody cool. Um my only problem is I hate hate those floating like three point bridges that they've got on all of them because I'm I'm gonna be getting an epiphone. I'm not forking out for a Gibson no. a modern Gibson Thunderbird. Um, you're telling me you're get, not going get... to
1: get a like four thousand pounds Rex Brown from Pantera signature. No? No?
0: <laughs> or or a Gene Simmons one. Oh no, don't I'm don't tall, get me stuck. No. And,
1: oh I can I do you mind if we have a quick tangent about how mad I am about KISS at the moment?
0: <laughs> I welcome <well-talked.
1: laughs> I'm a really big KISS fan. KISS were the second band I ever saw live. Really like Kiss. Like a lot. Um yeah. And I went to download this year. Uh well at the time of this coming out, it'll be download last year. Oh my god. Um because it was and it was also the final ever UK show. I think we know where this is going. Um it is the final ever UK show. And that was quite significant for me because my um my uncle who got me into music and uh, bought me a guitar for my 13th birthday kind of set this journey going for me um bought me Metallica tickets and bought me kiss tickets at, like when I was i was like uh, 13. um so he kind of opened the door to music for me and uh, he's not he's not he's no longer with us um so going to downloads last year and watching the last ever kiss uk thing was kind of like a i'm not gonna say it was a huge deal but it was like kind of a nice little Felt like a little full circle moment. You know, like ah, oh, Kiss is mm. one of the first bands I ever saw. You know, blah blah blah, uh, and now now it's over for them. You know, like oh, nice. Kiss are going on a UK tour next mm. year, which is the actual farewell tour. And I'm and I don't want to be like an armchair gammon, but I'm really mad but, about uh, that <laughs> because it's like I I don't, yeah. And then in the same breath, I have Ozzy Osbourne tickets and he's on his second farewell tour. And then Motley crew broke up and now they're getting back together
0: and doing another tour. It just makes me very angry. Like, you know. Well, I know bands that have done like, oh, this is our farewell gig. And then it's been like rescheduled and they're like, this is our next farewell gig. And they'll do another one. Like, <coughs> oh, we're doing one in this town now as well. But it was also like, rest.
1: There's also like Funeral for a Friend see like who
0: I was going to bring oh, up.
1: like they brought. I think they've just got back together now, though. I think it's yeah, probably just 100 because they did that. Like but they're just not doing they- new music. No, they're probably just like kind of the riding the nice, fun nostalgia wave. They're doing something yeah. that lost profits cannot do.
0: <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> oh, god,
1: he went there. He went. I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. Oh god. Um, um but yeah, yeah they- sorry for the kiss tangent, but it made me no, very okay. angry. W-
0: that I totally get that um and i hate when bands do that i mean it's good you know good for the majority of the fans i suppose but it, it does seem a bit like oh come on i thought that was it uh we we played with funeral you know, for a friend um on a gig that they did and it was one of those like it's part of the farewell this is it we were like oh we're gonna we're gonna support them this is really cool for this and then they were like oh yeah now we're doing this festival and now this and now this now this now this and now this tour now this and there's now it's still going yeah new album so yeah funny funny yeah. funny funny but yes uh gene um,
1: simmons thunderbird even as a big gene simmons
0: fan i'm like oh stop it <laughs> why now um but yeah i i kind of want a thunderbird um but i would quite like a Tokai one okay oh, one of those they're, they're meant to be pretty good and they've got the the hardtail bridge Ooh. which is just like much better um, so a black one of those, please. Uh, Father, Father New Year, is that a thing? Not Father Christmas, because it won't be getting over one of us. Um, so there we go. Have you got anything on your wish list for twenty twenty
1: three? not for, compared to you, no, not even close. <coughs> <coughs> um, I am so sorry. This this cough is really uh really kicking my ass today. Um,
0: that's okay, mate. But...
1: No, um, no, it's the short answer. I'm just laughing here because it's like,
0: <laughs> can I think of anything actually? I, I mean, don't don't you want like? Weren't you looking at getting a dingwall?
1: Oh, I was. I was about to swing round to that. Um, it's very likely I'm going to purchase some sort of dingwall early next year. Very. I mean, I'm. Um, uh, at the time of this going out, I will either have just been or will be in Kent recording an EP. For a um, originals music project, which will be coming out. Why am I saying this? A band, a band. I'm starting a band. Like I'm flipping <laughs> it, like oh, big th- big things coming soon. Big things coming soon. <laughs> 2023 is <laughs> going to be. Oh, things yeah. I hate to be. I hate to be that guy. Uh, but to me, it actually feels like big things because I'm really excited to release it because I think it's really good. Um... Yeah. But that's all in been in drop A, and I've, I've been borrowing people's basses to track it, uh, doing the whole nightmare of trying to find the right string gauge for me and balancing the picking and adjusting my technique to make it work. And I don't want to do anything like that. And, if, and, and this project will tour. Don't know when, but there will be a lot of touring involved in it, and I'm not dealing with that life. Like I I physically cannot play the bases I own in drop A um touring. I the, no the way, bass no. will sound like a Mexican wave. Like it's just no, not no, gonna no. Um so I am probably <laughs> going to bite I'm probably gonna bite the bullet. That
0: sounded like a British bulldog on like on ketamine. or You're something. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. It is a funny video <laughs> that. Um, and so I'm probably going to bite the bullet and you know get some sort of combustion N G two. No something like that um in the second half of next year uh, because i do also also i don't own a five string genuinely don't own a five string so i'm thinking to myself you can tick both boxes but i have no five string gigs i have never apart from the gigs i did in december where i could have benefited from um an e flat and a low c not essential <laughs> <An> e flat <laughs>
0: that's I need to
1: buy a. F- I need to buy a five string. That, exactly, like but there were a lot of songs that were in E flat, and I was like, Ugh. "We're going into the chorus, and I'm having to slide up to go into the chorus." Mm-hmm. And it's not the end of the world, realistically. It's not like the gig ended and someone at the back went, "That man's playing in the wrong
0: octave."
1: Um, you know, it's nothing like that. Although that being said, um, Lady Marmalade on a five string, it's a pretty good. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I've gotta get it in. Uh, come on. The end of the riff is a C and it's so much better to go na and, and drop. Um uh, uh, that's so much that's so much better. So yeah, um don't want a five string, don't need a five string. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah, be that you guy.
0: Could, you could turn every gig into <coughs> a five string gig exactly with just the right
1: mindset <laughs> exactly oh no i'd be shouted at if i showed up to some my gigs with five shrink. so yeah there's that um i'm gonna sell some gear that's not what we needed oh. here um,
0: oh <laughs> what's up for grabs now i'm gonna
1: sell my kemper
0: okay but it's something you're not, not really using
1: no there's nothing wrong with it it's been in a cupboard for three years um is it the toaster one Uh, No, it's the rack-mounted one. It's the rack-mounted one with a power amp and the foot controller and Mm -hmm. a good couple of hundred pounds of profiles from sort of like premium people like STL Tones and and Tone Junkie and stuff like that. It's mostly guitar stuff because I used it mainly as a guitarist, but there is some bass stuff on there. So if you're listening, um, I will be selling a Kemper in the new year if you would like one. And to be honest, I'm only selling it because I uh, don't need it. Just straight up. Nothing wrong with it. I just don't need it anymore. Mm. Uh, but what I do need it's is... It's an a bit of gear to just be lying around. Yeah. But what I do need is the money. So there's that. Um... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, buying stuff. I'm trying to think. Um, there was one other thing I was toying with getting. I would like to get some sort of uh, good flat response monitor. For the quad cortex, just for me, at gigs, it'll never be patched through to the sound guy or go out of a separate output of the quad cortex just for me. A little bit like a cab, you know, like a bass cab, but it's going to be a wedge on the floor pointing at me. It doesn't have to have a lot of low end, you know. Obviously, that would be nice if it did. um Something like that would be nice because I've noticed more recently than other gigs. I normally don't have a problem with DI gigs because the monitor guy will give me like good stuff in my monitors. But this last sort of the last sort of like I'd say like ten gigs I did over December, I I could probably hear myself well once. So I was like, no, this is not ideal. And I understand why they were doing it. It's you know, we're all on wedges. The singer needs to be able to hear themselves. It wasn't a loud stage anyway, but it was like, I'm not getting that oomph out of this. So maybe something like that, just pointing at me, just so, you know, I can get a bit of, I can hear me while I'm playing. That would be nice. Again, not essential. There's not really a lot of things that I, I really want. Um, would like a grabber. Grabber would be nice. Mm. Uh, yeah, not not a lot to be. I was trying to think if there's anything, anything miserable, but still very practical. <laughs> Um. No, I need I... a new cable. <laughs> uh. No, I don't. Good for cables. Uh. Yeah. Sorry, viewers. Um. Not a lot of gear acquisition syndrome on my side. of The conversation, I'm afraid. It took me a long time to
0: realise that that's what gas meant. What did you mean? You just farting a lot? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I'm saying this thing. I don't know what the fuck it means. No gear, Yeah, gear um,
1: acquisition syndrome. I, I prefer to call it. I need it disorder <laughs> because I think that's, the, that's what this this <coughs> section of the podcast is called exactly. And the musicians out there, if you think you don't have this disorder, you do, um, because so many musicians, like think of someone that you will have had a conversation in the last six months, a hundred percent, where you have justified something to a friend, relative or loved one and and they're a non-musical person and you've had to essentially lie to them and explain why this is really important and you know (laughs) they're lying. You know you don't need another jazz bass. You know, you you have a chorus pedal. You don't need another one. Your current (laughs) pedal board is fine. If anything, it's too big. Don't need a bigger one. You know, you don't need this but you talk to that other person being like well yeah you see um and you sound like a tradesman
0: <laughs> well uh, <laughs> well you could do that but um you know you might yeah. lose a bit of low end doing that so exactly uh, better, and uh better buy some more stuff yeah so this one it's got
1: six strings and i know what you're thinking it's a guitar but it's not it's a bass
0: you're like well well this bass is tuned to to e standard but i could do with one tuned to e flat standard but
1: <laughs> absolutely you see because you don't want to what you don't see you have to listen Mum. what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be tuning it up and down (laughs) i can't even do that with a straight face you don't want to be tuning it (laughs) up and down all the time because that's going to damage the the neck it's going to work the machine there's this thing called a truss rod and that's going (laughs) to bend and that'll be really expensive so i need to spend 1500 pounds on
0: and in the different climates you know wood changes it warps. Ab-
1: absolutely have you been
0: outside <laughs>
1: we are <Shelly>. awful people
0: <laughs> if you want to do that if you got the money to do that flip and do go it. for don't it care. yeah don't care literally couldn't care um <laughs> but you know whatever um i'm just trying to think if there's anything else i wanted to add before i close off this segment A. um I say I've said it for a couple of years now I I want um, I want sterling to release some more bases like I want them to do a, a cutlass or a caprice oh nice they're like their p bass and PJ bass why not why not do a Indonesian made version that would be awesome they've done it with some of the guitar models we've got some more shapes and stuff I want to see it let's do it but I said that, yeah, I've said that for the past, like, two years, and they still haven't done it, so. Exactly.
1: Never. Remember a couple Whatever. of minutes ago when you were like, I'll drop them an email. I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them what the people, the people, in the quotes, people. Have, uh, have have been saying. The good people of the Sa- South West? Yeah, southwest, South West, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. All right, Jenny, what we'd really love is, uh, we need a Gibson, a Kaivin. How did you Gibson some Grabber in the West Country accent? About going Welsh. You need a Gibson grabber. Grabber. they grab. I was gonna Gibson grabber. Grabber. <laughs> not from Newport. No, sorry. Sorry about that. Whereas up here stone it's stone like, throw
0: away. Yeah. But, uh... Close
1: enough. I mean, I. For those of you listening at home, I to- I just told Johnny before we started recording. I'm driving near him on Sunday, and I'm not.
0: Yeah. It's like an, it's probably like an hour and twenty away from where I am. I know, but right? I'm driving for what?
1: four, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't dream of drawing, driving four hours. I'm like, Pfft, bugger that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> doing four, staying over somewhere, then doing four again.
0: Ugh, <coughs> disgusting! Disgusting.
1: Don't play an <laughs> instrument for a living, boys and girls. Don't do it.
0: it. It's cracked up to be a great time,
1: and it's really it's. I mean, that this sentence is horrible. I was I was about to say it's rubbish, and it's not. It's great. You just have to learn to love the M6.
0: <laughs>
1: see down these parts it's all about the M5 it is about the. I'm never on the M5 that much I normally end up getting taken off the M5 and then just going through three hours of like B roads and A roads Oh, like down That's towards right. like Southampton and stuff like
0: that oh do you know what? I just thought of an excellent podcast because right now we're having a discussion that sounds like like you know like everybody's dad is always like which way did you go Oh yeah, did you, yeah, yeah. Did you go down? Oh, you went down the B road then when you came off yeah, the M6. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then you did it. You know, then the M5. And like, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, then and then the, the the A, blah blah blah, sixty nine forty. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I don't know, Dad. I I <clears throat> looked at the sat nav. I don't know. <clears throat> exactly. I've have technology to help me do this now. And, exactly. To be honest, the whole thing, out
1: thing out was that. an emotional blur. I cried the entire time. <laughs> I
0: blanked. I blacked
1: out. And I completely disassociated after I moored through that playground it was all a blur
0: <laughs> but can you imagine a, a podcast of dads just describing journeys to each other going like oh yeah 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 then yeah down the I M m5 i think i'd love that yeah i think i'd love were you there when that when that bridge got closed oh yeah Oh, i had to go around a diversion round there and then i actually go down I, and then...
1: I actually had a gig um in summer where we'd done the gig um it was a hotel chain called warner leisure um very nice not a sponsor not a sponsor i wish you were i will say if anyone from warner leisure is listening your buffet facilities are fantastic wow um and your backstage areas are very nice as well love the couch excuse me oi. i said what i said uh, but anyway did the gig uh quite late about half past 11 set off it's about a four hour drive back on um i'm car sharing with a guy who lives in stoke so i'm dropping him off on the way and then I'll do the next hour and a half back up to Manchester. So I'm driving. We get onto the M4. Is it the M4? Kind of going, well, kind of like past you. And then... M4 is like... Is East it M5? North London? And it would be M5 then. Um, going past, uh, Chel- on the way to Cheltenham. Kind of way. Y- yes. Yes. It's that one. It's that big motorway. Uh, long story short, um, it clo- it had to close because there was a man on a bridge who was going to uh, very sadly jump off. And uh, spoiler alert, he didn't, luckily, uh, but we were all just sat there with the engine off just chatting to random people for about two hours. Oh, God. Until the police came, legging it down the hard shoulder going, get back in your cars, get back in your cars, he's fine. He's, he's fine. And everyone was like, yeah,
0: <laughs> we're getting out of here.
1: And I absolutely Good job. G- gunned my car. Like,
0: so we had something similar happen the other day. Oh, I'd say the other day. It, it was must be really ago.
1: depressing where um, you live.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and that was happening. And we got onto the motorway. And every as soon as we got on, brake lights Stop. started coming on everybody starts stopping we We're like, whoa this was literally fine when we came over the bridge um and then we were stuck there for like two minutes and then all of a sudden everyone just starts turning around doing a u-turn on the motorway and going back up the slip road like there was an rec van doing it three-pointer and we were like are you allowed to do that what? no <laughs> We were like, what's going on? Surely there must be a like, police cordon at the front being like, yeah, everyone turn around. Well, I don't know. I didn't see anything. When we saw like vehicles like the RAC doing yeah. it, Then it must like, be I wasn't fine. driving. It was someone else. And um, and they were like, I'm just going to do it. So then, then two minutes later, there we are, going the wrong way up the slip road. That, that was exciting. Pro- yeah. Well, the thing is, the slip road was then full with cars going the opposite way up. The Can you roof? imagine going the right way? Just yeah. Like, yeah, the cars, yeah. The cars were coming up. they like, <laughs> ah, yeah, <laughs> just so confused. Like, what's happening? And no cars could get on because everyone was just leaving. Um, and yeah, it was that's insane. I know, crazy. Um, they also did not jump off the bridge. So. That's that's good. Very good. Yeah, very good. A, a light note to end on, I suppose. I know,
1: fantastic. Uh, to conclude, we debated about nothing again. No. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Chris and Johnny's Echo Chamber.
0: <laughs> that's what people subscribe to this for exactly right? absolutely um chris where can people find you on the internet what are you doing
1: uh you i'm doing lots of things uh most of them i can't share on the internet uh but you can find me on instagram On that guy on base it's probably your main place to be honest uh i do have tiktok i do have youtube they're both under the same things uh, in terms of quality if you want content to view on youtube and you have to pick between me and johnny you should pick me i mean you should pick you should pick johnny because i don't upload anything yeah. on youtube um i might change that soon though but i have nowhere to film anyway uh that was a really long way of me just saying instagram that guy on base how about you lovely
0: thank you so much um you can find me on youtube uh on uh just 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 me just my name johnny dibble um and to make sure you go and subscribe over there you might be listening to this podcast now on here on there but if you're not go over and uh subscribe to that um yeah it's just instagram as well for me and and tiktok really um i'm gonna try and get back into tiktok because i've had a, like months off of it and just i mean i've been using it but not posting on it so go and follow me on there johnny dibble base and then just at johnny dibble on instagram where you can submit questions for this podcast Speaking of this podcast, uh, rate us five stars. uh, Leave us a review um, on your platform of choice. It really, really helps us to uh, reach more people, uh, more like-minded, low-end lovers such as yourselves. So make sure you do that right now. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.